0: Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Where the Bear podcast brought to you by the Evans Law Group. My name is Neil Rule, the voice of the Golden Grizzlies. Happy to have you with us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Just search hashtag Where the Bear. Click subscribe, and you are in there. We're coming up on 23,000 listens, which really... Uh, which really blows my mind. Uh, certainly, uh, the success of this has been incredible, and we we appreciate every single Golden Grizzlies fan out there that has been listening. And, and this is an episode uh, that you certainly do not want to miss as we go to the Director of Athletics, Steve Waterfield, and welcome in, him in here on the Wear the Bear podcast. And Steve, you know, certainly with, with the big news going on around the Horizon League, the COVID-19 situation, I know you're a busy guy. I appreciate you carving out some time here as we record this on a Monday uh first off how are you how's the family how are things other than this whole COVID-19 mess
1: you know we're doing great we're we're healthy we've navigated the summer uh we've gotten out on the on the golf course a little bit with the boys I wish my golf game was better than what it is but it's fun to see uh, Davis and Austin get into the game and luckily they've got a great uh role model with my wife Jamie who's a very good golfer to hopefully they watch her on the course and not me but we've done well uh we're blessed to uh, uh, be in a wonderful community, and we're excited for whatever this next academic year holds. We're excited to get into
0: it. Yeah, and speaking of that next academic year, certainly that is that is the uh, topic of the conversation, and I'm excited to have this talk with you, Steve, because uh, basically what I'm looking for, I think what a lot of Golden Grizzlies fans, Horizon League fans in general are looking for, uh, the news did drop, the Horizon League has postponed a fall sport competition Uh, The the key word in that being postponed as of right now, the league will revisit that in the future as to the viability of maybe competing uh, in the spring with those fall sports. So I guess, Steve, just to kind of put you on the spot a little bit, how does this decision come to be? And, and this has certainly been something that's been in the headlines, the Big Ten, the Pac-12, the Horizon League, uh, conferences really across the country. Uh, Steve, do that, man. Take, take us inside. How, how does that come to be? Certainly such a huge decision. What were some of the factors in play?
1: Yeah, I mean, I was just thinking of myself, back in and when things really shut down in March with the cancellation of the spring season. We're really less than five months from that. And at that time in March, I would never – have envisioned postponing the fall season. Uh, and even as of probably a, a month and a half ago, the expectation was we'll probably won't have a full season for soccers and volleyballs and cross country, but let's have some competitions that we would actually put in place a, uh, a conference schedule that would have allowed our teams to compete and play a meaningful conference season. Uh, and then as things continued to move in the wrong direction from a COVID standpoint, uh, it became clear and clear that we've got to figure out what we're going to do for the fall, understanding that our student athletes <clears throat> want some level of certainty as they start to come back to school of what that looks like. And uh, r- really the focus has always been with the league. And I'll give, um, kudos to my fellow ADs and the, the conference office, John LeCrowe and Julie Rolash and the, the Horizon League staff of really having very robust conversations uh, in deciding what makes sense for all the member institutions in the league. And it came down to student athlete safety, well-being, safety of coaches, staff, campus communities. And about three or four weeks ago, it's like, okay, we've got to be prepared as to what we do with the fall season. And uh, I think really factors that came into play that Uh, really uh, to me underscore the challenges of what every league is working with is just each member institutions unique circumstances and I'll focus on two things one do they have the capacity to test consistent with what the NCAA came out with about two weeks ago is what you have to do from a testing standpoint and that isn't do they have the money to test or do they want to test can they find labs that can actually test and turn around the results as quickly as possible And I'll give an example with soccer that basically it turns into needing to test in season within 72 hours of a competition or basically weekly testing and then getting results in time to do that. And then, uh, so it's, it's a capacity question too. So can you find someone to do it? A public health question, if I can find labs to do it, is it appropriate to be doing testing? Is there a glut to get kind of in line to get the testing? And so that's, that, that was a big piece of it and then the local challenges of Illinois Chicago so Chicago as you may know it put in a kind of a quarantine where if you go or leave you've got to stay 14 days well how is Illinois Chicago going to compete meaningful in a conference um, kind of schedule when they really can't travel anywhere and if you travel there and play them you've got a quarantine and it becomes more and more challenging as areas within the Horizon link footprint had those questions raised of how do you actually have a conference season
0: and Steve, when you look at it from that perspective, too, the, the Horizon League, a lot, a majority of their member institutions, you know, in big cities, certainly Detroit, Chicago, Cleveland, uh, Milwaukee. As you as you go around the geographic footprint of the Horizon League, that is something I I think maybe a lot of maybe the common sports fan uh, doesn't really think that all the way through in terms of you have these densely populated urban areas that 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 is a concern that is something that you guys have to account for.
1: Yeah, it's a factor. And there's certain uh, locations that th- they're not prioritizing testing for asymptomatic individuals. So even if you want to test, you, you, they're just not going to test you because they've got to focus their resources on those that are symptomatic. And whether it's Chicago, Milwaukee, Detroit, um, I mean, Northern Kentucky and the kind of the greater Cincinnati-ish area, Wright State and Dayton, I mean, Youngstown, Cleveland State. I mean, there, there are you know, Indianapolis hot spots, so to speak, as they were de- defined by the stats that these schools were. And so how do you, okay, how do you do it safely within that footprint? And then how do you envision then having teams travel, even if it's divided by kind of geographic region, traveling, uh, and doing it in a way that, again, the, the key is going to be the, the health and safety of our student-athletes. And so how do you do it with so many unknowns with the virus? All, all we know from what we've been told from our medical team is it's highly contagious, And with our group, it really impacts the cardiovascular system uh, for some. And so how do you balance that in the unknowns there, yet still provide meaningful competition in a safe way?
0: Steve Waterfield joining us here on the Where the Bear podcast. As always, brought to you by the Evans Law Group and our good friends over at the Evans Law Group. Big thank you to them. Subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud. Search hashtag Where the Bear. Click subscribe. And you are in there, Steve Waterfield. Kind enough to uh, break down the, what went behind the scenes in terms of this decision by the Horizon League to postpone all fall sports. Certainly a trend that is going on throughout NCAA Division One. And and Steve, again, you know, you're good about this stuff, kind of putting you on the spot. When you go across the country and and you look at really a, a clamoring, you know, there's certain sections of, of places that say, you know, we 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 gotta we gotta get out there and we gotta we gotta take the virus head on and, and those types of things. You know, the way that you laid it out. There are deeper layers to this that that you guys have to account for. Certainly, I'm I'm sure. Does Steve Waterfield want to see sports be played? Certainly, he does. I'm sure. I do. I know a lot of common sports fans do. But it's not just that simple. In that you 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 really spell out all the logistics of everything that you have to take into account. And I and I know that this this decision certainly was probably disappointing for everyone around the Horizon League.
1: Yeah. None of us wanted to make the decision. All of us were disappointed. It's difficult. Again, our hope is that we can, in the spring, be able to compete, and that is just a postponement. But it, it, you start to think through it and say, hey, we'd all love to play, but how does being on a bus ride for five hours, how does that play? How does going to these different locations, how does, how does this position our student-athletes to have a meaningful experience but in a safe way? And uh, in some ways, time wasn't on our side, but time was because if we can see how things play out and then set things up for what we hope would be something in the spring, then we can use that time to allow them to train on campus. Once they're medically cleared, we can do it consistent with NCAA guidelines and requirements uh, and then get them ready, keep them engaged. And one of the things that was clear to me when I've talked to some of our sports and our student athletes is they want they want to play and even if they can't compete they want to practice and train and uh, the key for us now is to put things in place which we've already created are these guidelines these these parameters of what does that look like when you come back to campus and practice and compete in whatever that sport is and it's different sport by sport too
0: yeah, and those certainly are some of the things that, you, again, you have to take into account. So, so, Steve, I'll hit you with the question that I get uh, on social media that I get when I see people around. The, the, the first thing that they ask me, uh, so what about what about the winter sports, Steve? What about basketball? What, what about everything that takes place in the winter? You know, what, what's the early word on that? How do you maybe see things shaking out as far as that's concerned?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think right now our, our hope, our expectation is that we will have a, a full and meaningful basketball season or in swimming and diving, indoor track, and uh, we will do that at the conference level, and, and the goal is to have our non-conference games as well. We wanted to be clear that the decision that we made that impacted our fall sports, and those spring sports that are allowed to compete in the fall, the baseball, softballs, and golfs, and tennises, it doesn't impact our winter sports. We wanted to do everything we possibly can to have a full and complete basketball season, and are endeavoring to do that, knowing that, again, we are um, facing a very unpredictable virus, but also decisions made by other conferences. If, if the Big Ten Conference decides to go to conference only, and basketball um, our fans know the games that we're going to lose the non-conference games that are, are wonderful and fantastic that we'd love to play and that right now we are planning to play but that's a decision that I don't control and that the Horizon League doesn't control. That's what the Big Ten Conference would decide. So we're planning to have the season to have it be a meaningful and full season um, and as we did with fall sports we'll make those decisions if we have to um, down the road but we, we hope we don't have to.
0: Right, and that is a scenario too, Steve. That you know, as you think about it a little deeper, there, there is a trickle down effect to to all the decisions that are made. Um, you know, yes, you are kind of dependent upon, especially with the games that the Golden Grizzlies have lined up versus Big Ten opponents. You are dependent on on what the Big Ten does, and, and that certainly changes a lot of things for you as far as what decisions you have to make.
1: Yeah, I mean, you you got to figure that out. Where we've got a, a great. Um... Uh, exempt event in california that right now is still on the docket and and we're expecting to play in it but who knows if that happens and it gets to the point now where if those things don't happen can you get different games what do those games look like how are our teams going to be willing to play you it was clear uh, as coach campy went through looking for that last guarantee game uh, the market for guarantee games was vastly different than it usually is. I mean, typically the market you can get eighty to a hundred thousand going on the road, and it wasn't even close to that. And so we decided, and when Greg and I looked at it, let's leverage the down market to get a Power Five team to come to campus in a couple years in Oklahoma State, knowing that we're not going to get as much anyways from a guarantee standpoint. So there's opportunities to be had. You just have to look at them as opportunities. And uh, as challenging as it is this year. Uh, I can't wait for in twenty twenty two when Oklahoma State comes to visit the arena and we get to play them and uh, and have that environment for our team and our fans.
0: Uh, no question, Stephen. I am glad you brought that up too because uh, that is another piece of news that did break out of Golden Grizzlies camp. And look, you know, it's not easy to to pull to pull those things off where you know you 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 are able to get an SEC team, in this case a Big 12 team, to come to the arena. A, it doesn't tend to work out too well for them when they do come to the arena, and uh, B, you know, just given the economic climate of what's going on right now, I really think that was a masterful job that, that the Golden Grizzlies did with that because, as you said, you, you take a market condition that on the surface looks negative. You flip it on a tier and gain a positive out of it.
1: Yeah, I mean, we weren't going to get uh, much more this year from a a Power 5 team just to do a one-off. And probably next year, I'm not convinced, the market reverts back to normalcy. So how do you accept that and then build into that that Power 5 team coming to campus and it's, we're almost a a victim of our own successes. we've beaten so many of those Power 5 teams, you don't really have a long list of folks willing to come in uh, to do that but uh, Oklahoma State was willing to and we appreciate that we'll go down to Stillwater and hopefully we'll knock them off a couple times there but uh, you just have to realize these are the parameters you're working with, Uh, Greg does a great job scheduling, he's so well respected amongst the coaching world that he's able to have opportunities, a lot of it ends up being just trying to sync the dates up. I mean, we, there are probably five or six other games that would have been great. Just the dates don't line up to when they want to play to when we can play. Uh, but it worked out perfectly with Oklahoma State, and uh, can't wait to play them this year and next year, and then obviously host them in 2022.
0: Yeah, certainly it will be a good time as it always is. And speaking of opportunity, Steve, we appreciate the opportunity for you to sit down with us and really clue us in and uh, let us know about all the factors that come into play. Sometimes I think that gets overlooked in everybody's zeal and zest. You know, to get sports going on, uh, I appreciate the fact that you're able to, to break it down for us and know everything that, that goes into making those types of decisions. And uh, as always, thankful for the time, Steve.
1: Absolutely. Let's do it again, and uh, hope you and all the Golden Jersey fans out there stay well.
0: All right, there you have it. For the Director of Athletics, Steve Waterfield, my name is Neil Rule. Thanks for listening to the Weather Bear Podcast, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. Well, see you later.